Hi, welcome to the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast. I'm Rashonda Yates, creator of the Binge Free Boss Method. I overcame binge eating and lost 50 pounds, and now I'm sharing my strategies, stories, tools, tips to help you end your binge eating and release weight for life. So today I want to talk about something that is a little bit more personal. And today's episode is going to be about how you can be a better friend, parent, and community member through being binge-free. Now, I've spoken briefly on this podcast about the fact that I lost my mother to cancer in 2011. Now, this was um, an important relationship in my life. She was um, a friend as well as a parent to me. And what I haven't shared is that, you know, losing my mom was really the catalyst for why I ultimately created the binge free boss method. Um, a huge reason for why I do the work that I do is because I watched my mom struggle with binge eating and her weight all my life. Um, she passed away at a very young age from breast cancer. And that was really when I got my own wake up call. Um, I realized that I had learned to stuff and avoid my emotions, which I watched my mom do for many years instead of learning how to deal with them without eating. And, you know, I really, I watched her um, put herself last. I watched her take care of everyone around her um, except for herself. And it, it didn't really register um, when I was growing up, but later I can look back and I can see the very same patterns that I did with food. And I saw my mom doing it. And I remember her talking about, you know, some of the struggles that she had and she didn't realize what she was dealing with. She didn't realize she was dealing with a binge eating habit, but you know, she would talk about how she would, you know, keep getting up. She would tell herself she was only going to have a little bit of a brownie, for example, and she would just keep getting up over and over and over again and eating a little bit at a time until the whole thing was gone, for example. And things that she would say around like, you know, going all day long without eating and just, you know, little things that she would say that came back to my mind once I started really digging into it and learning about it myself. But, you know, as I learned and as I grew, I discovered that so many people, particularly people of color, um, have bought into the myth that it's hard to eat healthy. And I really wanted to empower people, um, especially people of color, you know, to understand how to partner with their brain, their emotions, and their body to create lasting health and raise emotional intelligence in our community. Because this is something that I feel is just not talked about as much in this community. Whereas in other communities, it's kind of accepted as, yeah, this is a problem. You know, you see people talk about like um, different eating disorders in other communities. 
um, but not so much in the Black community um, and in the community of people of color and, you know, other minority communities. And it's something that has really just been on my heart for a long time. Um, and seeing the suffering, you know, particularly in my own family, you know, and of course it's not, it's not limited to our community. However, it is something that I feel isn't as accepted and, um, understood that it's something that we need help with, you know, we need tools and we need support around this. And here's what I know when we're unhealthy, when we're lethargic, when we're immobile from our weight or we're obsessed with our food, we can't show up the way we want to in our lives when it comes to our family, our children, and the work that we're doing in the world, whatever our purpose is, whatever our dreams are, those can't come to fruition if we are not well. You know, we can't serve to our highest capacity when we're working from survival. And it took me a while to get this because I was really... I was doing a lot of striving for a lot of years, a lot of hustling, working really hard, trying to, quote unquote, make things happen. And, you know, maybe you could say that all of that was, you know, my um, my my lessons in life that would help me to get to this um, point to be able to truly serve from a place of health, a place of integrity, a place of really being the change that I want to see in the world. But before I learned the principles that I'm sharing with you, you know, I thought I was a a good wife and a good sister to my brothers and a good daughter to my parents. And I'm not saying that I was like this terrible person or anything like that. But in hindsight, I wasn't present in my life. I really wasn't present. I couldn't really be there for other people because I was constantly in my head. Instead of being in the moment, I would be you know, thinking about food or trying to manage my food obsessively if I was dieting or, you know, I was eating and overeating and binge eating. And so I was sleepy and I really didn't have very much energy for people. I remember times when I would literally let a call from a friend go to voicemail, not because I was busy with anything important or even just like resting, which is totally fine, but it's because I was eating and I would avoid that phone call because I didn't want to interrupt my ritual of sitting in front of Netflix and binge eating, you know? And I would often have very little energy for people because of the way I was eating And I wouldn't be doing the things that I knew I needed to be doing to move my life forward to the place that I wanted to be in life 
because I was sleeping off a binge, you know, or I was too distracted by food in the kitchen to be able to get through a task, let alone something that was really difficult, which oftentimes we need to do hard things in order to really receive the the great things that we want for ourselves in life. So it wasn't until I stopped the obsessing and the overeating that I realized how much more I could really be of service to the people in my life and how useful I could really be. And when I, when I got that behavior out of my life, everything just really honestly just fell into place. You know, my weight um, released naturally with very little effort. It was easy. Um, I was able to be there for people in a way that I never knew I could be there for people. I remember um, one of my best friends uh, losing uh, a family member that was dear, dear, dear to her. And I was able to drive up there. Now, first of all, it, you know, before in the past, the past me, it would be unheard of for me to take a trip like this and not just either be constantly worried about what what am I going to eat on the trip or just really feel like, okay, I'm just completely binging the whole drive. Like basically my whole trip would become about food. So that's the first thing. But the other thing is like to be able to be wholly and completely present for her and for her family who are like my family was everything to me. And until I stopped that behavior, until I stopped that habit, and it's not just a behavioral habit, If you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, you also know that it's not just a habit of behavior. It's also a matter of thinking and it's really stems from the thinking. And until I stopped that, I didn't realize like just how valuable I was. Like I started to see, wow, I am a very valuable person for other people. I am useful to other people. I can help. I can be of service. But I didn't see that until I stopped the behavior because while I was in the behavior, I was constantly telling myself these lies of, you know, I am useless. I can't do anything right. No matter, you know, what I do, nothing really, really works. Nothing really takes off. And after working with um, clients, one of the number one comments that I get, one of the biggest um, pieces of feedback that I get is how amazed they are of the impact that this work has not on them, but the other people in their lives. They are amazed to find out how much their former thinking was not just affecting them, but their relationships with their partners and their children 
and and they're just blown away at how much more they can be of service in their lives, how much more they can be in the moment with their kids when they're sitting down to to eat a meal or have, you know, an, a treat, an indulgent treat of cookies or whatever it is. And they're be able they're able to enjoy that time with their families and they're not mentally obsessed with their food. And this is why I do what I do. This is the bigger impact that I see myself and the people that I work with making in the world. Because when we raise our emotional intelligence and our well-being and take care of ourselves and truly um, do that from a place of love and knowing our worth, that can't help but to ripple out into our families and our communities. You know, I have a client, for example, who's opening a gym that is a safe space for everyone, regardless of skin color, regardless of gender, sexual orientation, um, whether you, you know, have, whether you've had kids and you had postpartum issues or whatever it is, this place is a place where people can come and feel safe and seen and welcome. Now, imagine how much more effective she will be now that she has the tools to take care of herself and really support herself. And I'm smiling while I'm saying this and thinking about this, to support herself in such a way to be able to show up the way that she needs to show up to have the impact that she wants to have in her community. So, It's not just a matter of you being binge free and releasing your weight for life, but it's a matter of being the best version of yourself for the people in your life and being of service to to others, whether that's your children, your partner, your friends, your coworkers, whether that's um, creating a new business, you know, putting your artwork out into the world, whatever that is. That's what this work is really about. That's what I wanted to share with you today. And, you know, I just want you to imagine what it would be like for you to let go of this destructive habit and to really be able to be present in your own life and be of service in this way. And I have a question for you. And I want you to either, you know, uh, do a story on IG or DM me on I, on Instagram at Rashonda Yates and let me know who or what is driving you to be the best version of yourself in your life. Because, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, that means that you are growing as a being. That means that you are interested in not just keeping the status quo, but you want to grow and change. And chances are that's because you care for others and you want to be there for, you know, your children, your partner, you have something that you want to do in the world and you want to show up and serve. And you know that 
binge eating is holding you back. So I want to know what or who is it that motivates you? What is driving you or who is driving you to be the best version of yourself in your life? Is it your children? Is it your partner? So shoot a story on um, IG or tag me um, and tag me or DM me at Rashonda Yates and let me know. I would love to hear from you. And I will catch you next time on the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you have gained any value from this episode or from the podcast in general, then I would really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes. It is such a big help. It helps me to reach more people. And if you did gain any insights, I would love to hear your takeaways and how you're implementing these tools over on Instagram. You can follow me at Rashandi Yates and send me a DM and let me know what you are using, what you're taking away from the episode, what your ahas are, things that you're seeing differently. I love having conversations with you over there. And until next time, I'll catch you on an episode on, an, on another episode. Bye.